Fantastic. So welcome. We are week 23 for Naturally Healthy Carbs. We've got three more weeks, weeks to go after this. And today's topic is positive restriction. So yes, <laughs> restriction may not necessarily be all bad. So we're going to go deep into this today. But I wanted to start it with a quote from Naomi who had uh, well, actually not a quote from Naomi, but just a, a, a phrase that Naomi had used on the call last week. And just this idea that less can be restorative. And this is true of, yeah, less can be restorative. restorative. And this is so true of like anyone that's been on a simplicity journey or like simplifying any areas of your life. Like whenever we take, remove complexity, when we make our life simple, when we declutter things, where we you know, simplify our calendar, like, having less things to do having less that we're we're interacting with is always a a positive thing like it, there's so much to be said for having having less and in terms of in our context of food there can be a time for having like less being restorative and a, a positive thing as well in in what we eat so we'll, we're going we'll talk more about this in um in today's lesson so our plan for today is uh, first of all, we're going to talk about our naturally healthy philosophy, and then we'll talk quickly about our process. I've got a bit of news to share. Then we'll recap last week's lesson, was, which was around roadblock habits. And then we're going to talk about this idea of, of restriction and, and identifying um, you know, the different types of restriction and how there can be some restriction that's positive and that it's helpful for us. As, and there's also obviously restriction, which is negative and how to tell the difference between the two and how to, how to use the two different types or how to not use the negative one, but, but don't be closed off from the positive one. Uh, okay. So I naturally have the club philosophy. So new addition into the philosophy that I'm considering adding in is setting intentions gives me the best of both worlds. I am naturally, I am, or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. Yes, I weigh whatever I weigh and it's okay. How do I want this to go? Favorite question for all time for asking about asking ourselves to make intentional choices in the moment. Overeating isn't worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future or simple version. I can have it later. I just need to update and just go, I'll have this later. It'll be better later. I change best when I feel good. Just that reminder that whenever we're making any changes that the power of noticing even the tiniest progress and rewarding ourselves with our thoughts because what we reward we get more of so if we notice that we like oh set an intention to just have one cookie and we stick to our intention amazing if we set notice that oh yeah like I, I set an intention even if we don't meet the intention but giving ourselves a positive some positive reinforcement for just setting the intention in the first place like and feeling good at letting ourselves feel good about that, so powerful. I don't have to do this perfectly. Uh, the most pleasure happens in the first few bites. So just remembering when, like the, the physiology of our taste buds is that when we first are exposed to a new flavor or something new, it's those first few moments where our senses are the most heightened. Uh, it's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods, and we prioritize protein. I'm so lucky. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. And another thought that I'm thinking about adding this is like, I can eat till I'm satisfied and still lose weight. Because that's what we're doing here in the Actually Healthy Club is like, we're letting ourselves feel satisfied. We're not letting ourselves feel deprived. And we can do that and still lose weight. Okay, so a naturally healthy cup process. Remember, four parts to our process, light, L-I-T-E, listen, intentional choices, tracking, and enjoyment. And so listening to our bodies, the first one listening, that's for listening to our bodies, but also listening to ourselves as a, a whole being and just tuning in and asking ourselves, like, what do I really need here is, is one part of that. So when we have that urge to to you know, to eat, to buffer over a negative emotion, like just pausing and asking yourself like, oh, what do I really need here? So that we can actually give ourselves what what we really need rather than just using food to kind of as a quick Band-Aid fix. Uh, and then the other part of listening is just 
listening to our bodies in terms of the quantity of food that we're eating and just remembering that, you know, overeating isn't worth it. And the habit that goes along with listening to our, ourselves is uh, leaving bites behind on our plate when we feel satisfied or being intentional with our serving sizes. So serving ourselves selves less so that when we finish our plate, if we feel like we're not satisfied, we go back, but we give, get that pause point so that we're eating the right amount of food for us. Um, then we've got I for making intentional choices. And the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And the habit that goes along with it is our, our daily practice of, of like thinking through our day and having our regular you know, meal schedule and experimenting with you know, being having intentional meals and snacks. And then also uh, being intentional in the moment with like when we get offered opportunities to eat stuff that we hadn't necessarily considered that, you know, we're, we're making choices, we're pausing and just checking in of like, do I really need this or how do I want this to go so that we're not just reacting and making, um, you know, unintentional choices with our, with the more primitive part of our brain. We're pausing and giving, making good choice, making intentional choices in the moment as well. And the other part where intentional being intentional comes in is being intentional with our serving sizes of, of, and you know, that's, that ties in with the listening thing, but that's, that's really an opportunity to, to make it easy for us, for us to eat less and, and lose weight without the deprivation. So still feeling satisfied, but, but being like having, finding that balance, that, that nice sweet spot. Then we've got T for tracking. The thought that goes along with that is, yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. And just remember like that we want to accept ourselves where we are. And just that the huge part of this is remembering that you are an amazing human being who is worthy of love and all the good things. And that is constant and it doesn't change. And your weight can go up, your weight can go down, but that's not going to change. So the reason that we are doing this work to be more intentional with food and to and to, to do that work on, on our, changing our, our waistlines and our weight isn't because it's going to make us into a, a better person because we are already amazing people exactly where we are. The habit that goes along with tracking is our weighing ourselves every day and then we've got E for enjoyment. So the thought that goes along with that is there's no rush and letting ourselves like choose food that feels good to us. And also like that habit of like putting our cutlery down so we can slow ourselves down. And also like anticipating, like planning in things like so we're anticipating delicious things. So we get that enjoyment of not only the moment of having delicious things, but also the, in, the pleasure of anticipation as well. Okay, so that's our process. So in terms of news, uh, Post of the Week prize this week went to Jen for doing the negative post. Judith, I was expecting to see one from you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she did a, Jen did a great job. Uh, and I won't read all the, like, it's quite quite lengthy. I won't, won't read all, all, the, all the negative stuff. But it was fascinating that as often is the case, when we let ourselves rip on, like, just getting all the thoughts and the fears and the negative thoughts out, Often we kind of move through them and then of like, and then at the end, Jennifer was like, um, I feel like I do have to say some things I've learned or that are going okay because even with the negativity and the frustration, I do still see them. So one, I'm not afraid to eat carbs anymore. I can have buttered toast with breakfast and it's okay. And to add to that, I can have breakfast and I don't have to try to, to do intermittent fasting because of some health influences said it's the only way to lose weight. Second, I've started baking with my kids again, yay, which I love and had stopped doing because I felt like I couldn't trust myself with the finished products. So fun. Uh, number three, I now, after 22 years, realize that being hungry all the time and in a constant state of restriction or the converse, it, that in that effort, I'll just eat everything mode, did not increase my health or my happiness in any way. So that didn't feel good. And then number four, um, and the biggest bit, bit is that, and the biggest big NHC has made me feel so much less alone in my struggles and like I was the only person who just couldn't figure it out. So celebrating Jen for A, being honest and posting in the group her, like what real, what was really going on for her, but also celebrating Jen for 
yeah, like noticing these tiny wins and that even, and then this is so true of any change is that even in with, when we're feeling like we're, like we're frustrated that things aren't happening or it's, we're not making progress in the way that we want to, that it's so powerful to look for the ways where, what are the other benefits that we are getting? Cause it's never all or nothing. Like there are always positives, even in amidst the, like a big pile of negativity. And I love like those four things that, that Jen shared. Uh, and so again, part of this changing best when we feel good, the more we recognize thing, these things and share them like, and call them out and celebrate them, the better we feel. And then the more likely we are to keep going. So I want you to pause now. And if you're listening to the replay, pause and just think like, what's, you know, what are some benefits that over the last five months, you being in the naturally healthy club, what are the benefits that you're seeing that aren't to do with the number on the scale? So these side things of like not being afraid of eating carbs or not being afraid of fat or whatever it was like, there's no bad foods idea, or maybe it's, yeah, like you have been able to start baking like, like Jen has. Um, and also like just having that, that awareness that like whatever you were doing in the past is like, that pain and suffering wasn't helpful and that you don't have to have that pain and suffering in your life anymore. Like that's so good to, to notice that, that you can keep your weight stable without going in through that, that cycle of deprivation and then overindulgence and deprivation and overindulgence. And also, yeah, just that feeling of like, you're not alone. Amazing. But it, there could, there could be other things for you. So I want you to think about those and yeah, post, do a post in the group, like share them with the group. Like what are the wind, like take this tiny wind stuff seriously because the, this is fuel for, for 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 making change happen. So it's not just about me wanting to feel good as a coach. It's about helping you recognize progress so that you keep going. Uh, yes, so that was post of the week prize this week, and then in other news. So we've got three weeks left of this round of the naturally healthy club. So six months will be up at the end of Feb, and. So for many people, like six months, perfect amount of time. If that's you, you will know. <laughs> and so I just want to, you just need to let me know that you're going to be ready to complete your membership at the end of six months. For a lot of people as well, though, six months is just scratching the surface or like they want, you just want a little bit more extra support and a little bit extra time to work on this in, um, in the group container. And so for, if you do want to continue on, the option there is to join the Staying Naturally Healthy group. And so with that group, you basically get everything that you're getting at the moment in terms of circle, you know, weekly calls and the process and all, that, all, all those, those parts, uh, but it's half the price. And so it's $99 a month. And with the graduates group, we also have like two calls a month or they're on the same day, an early call and a late call where we um, did, that's just for the graduates. So look, people in the staying naturally healthy group where we, uh, we coach on on different different topics and so in the graduates group some people are still working on weight as a goal but then other people once they've achieved their weight goal like look at, at working on other health goals so whether that's sleep gut health or uh anything that feels good to you could be like you know simplifying other areas of life and so yeah that is all part of the graduate group and we have some bonus lessons in there where I've done lessons around different aspects of that I've coached on that aren't to do with food. So uh, my relationship with time, my marriage, I actually did marriage coaching. It cost me $5,000. So my lessons from that, there's one on sex, there's one on uh, aging well and one on gut health. And in March, I'm going to be doing a new one around hormone health and eating well for hormones. And I did have an idea of something else that I will add in new for, the, for those bonus lessons. So you'll get access to those. And it's up to you. Like if you wanted to just, just stay for an, another month in the graduates group, you can. If you want to stay for you know, six months or longer, you can as well. It's just You can just take it month by month. And so it's up to you to decide. So if you do want to join the graduates group, you just need to either message me or Caroline and let, let, let us know. So either way, let me know if you want to complete or let me know if you want to continue. Um, and also I'm opening up enrollment next week for the new group. So if you know someone who you think might benefit from doing some work around their relationship with food, then just send them to Stone Soup, like my blog, and tell them to go on the Naturally Healthy Club page and that will have that because that's got all the details and the applications will be on there uh, so they can they can find out there. So 
that's it for news. Let's let's um, quickly recap last week's lesson. And basically, we spoke about roadblock habits, also known as fat bastard habits. And basically, these are the little habits that we have, the little things that we eat that actually block weight loss and don't really contribute to our, our enjoyment. So I went through a heap of examples. So things like, you know, grabbing nuts or grabbing a handful of whatever every time you walk past the pantry or um, eating after dinner. So like after you've finished and you like, like going back into the into the kitchen to, to get more food and like having a little bit of this and a little bit of that or picking when you're cooking, which is another one that I do a lot, um, what else? Serving yourself too much and then cleaning your plate can be a, a, a roadblock habit. Uh, and actually that one, yeah, like that definitely, yeah. Picking when cleaning up, um, double dipping. So when you're serving yourself out, like a scoop, like actually serving yourself like straight into the mouth as well. I, I do, I'm guilty of that one. Uh, and then another one that, that can come up that can be a big roadblock is like not eating and like so using negative restriction not eating enough or not eating enough protein during the day and then like being totally over hungry in the evenings and like inhaling all the food in the evenings because you've you've, you've got to over hungry and so we did an exercise last week on um, just identifying what your roadblock habits are and identifying like is it something that's really worth it or is it something that you would like to change and just coming up with an idea of like how you could experiment with just, and what we want to do is just add some intentionality in around that habit. So if your habit is uh, like, you know, eating after dinner, is it, is it that you would experiment with? I think Judith's idea was that we we're going to experiment with having like actually having an intentional supper at nine o'clock. Cause that's like, it's something that she used to have dinner at nine o'clock. And so we kind of identified that maybe that her circadian rhythm would be good to have that supper. So I'm going to be curious to hear how you got on with that Judith or um, if it's like picking when you're cleaning up, like, is it that you just set that intention before you start cleaning up that you're not going to pick? Or maybe it's like you have a little plate and you like all the bits that you really want to have, you put them on the the plate and then when you finish cleaning up you sit down and eat them like there's always a way to all these little things sometimes it's just a matter of deciding that you're going to stop the roadblock habit but sometimes it's actually just bringing some structure and bringing some bringing some intentionality into it that can make a difference or if you've got that uh you know getting too hungry during like not eating enough during the day like the habit to prevent that it would be okay being a bit more intentional about giving yourself the opportunity to have protein, more protein at lunchtime, or maybe you have an intentional snack when you, as soon as you get home, that's, that's really high protein and really satisfying so that it like switches off that, that kind of over hungry and then have your dinner not long after, but you've got that kind of two phase approach rather than just being in inhaling everything. Okay. So did anyone have any, uh, yeah, any experience or any thoughts around roadblock habits or anything you wanted to share or any questions that came up from that before we move on and talk about positive restriction? No, we're good? Okay. Okay, cool. So let's, before we, so I guess when I was planning this lesson, I've well, everything that we do in the Naturally Healthy Club is really, it's all around becoming intentional. And and so being intentional is like, is, is what we, we, we're wanting to do. And I did consider, consider like the title of this lesson to be around being intentional, but actually I wanted to call it positive restriction because I think, and the reason for that is I think one of the sneaky thoughts that really blocks that is a roadblock for, for some people to get past and that can cause a lot of um, and cause people to feel a bit stuck and to not get the weight moving in the way they want is this sneaky thought around oh well I don't want to restrict like and seeing restriction as all bad I don't want to restrict so therefore I'm going to eat this like like someone had posted in the group ages ago, like, I don't want to restrict. So I'm just going to finish up. We're going to eat this whole bag of chips or I don't want to restrict. So I'm going to like have three croissants. Like, And so, so on one hand, yeah, absolutely. There is, 
restriction can be can can have a negative impact and we definitely don't want to be doing that negative type of restriction that that ends up causing us to overeat however there's also a place for for using boundaries and using using like we because we the other option is if like we've on one end of the spectrum we've got restriction the other end of the spectrum is like when we're just eating free for all and there's like no intentionality and we're just like whatever we're just going to like eat whatever and eat as much as whatever as much as we can fit in and neither of those ends of this of the extreme like spectrum feel really good so where we want to get to is this balanced place in the middle where we're we're eating enough so we feel satisfied we're letting ourselves have like the the food that we find really delicious and but we're having some boundaries around them so that we're not eating too much of them. So we, we've got this like sweets, like we're in this, 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 this beautiful like place of, of being, enjoying food and also feeling good in our bodies. And so that's why I wanted to do this lesson on positive restriction and intentionally chose that, that, that language, because I think it's important to to see that there is a place for having boundaries. There is a place for having limits, and that that can be a positive thing. So, so let's talk about first. We'll talk about the types of restriction. Then we're going to talk about the difference between positive and negative restriction, and how to know when you're in um, in in one or the other. And then we'll talk about. Uh, like how, how to actually use this in a way that that feels good and um yeah and if you have any questions of course we can cover them as we go so so the types of restriction that we can that can be used around food so we can re be restricting um like the amount that we're eating so the calories which is what most diets do is like looking at just cutting the number of calories that you're eating and the biggest predictor of weight gain is people dieting. And uh, Daria Rose, who wrote the book Foodist, she actually, she has a PhD and she actually went and looked at the literature, like looked at the research. And that was like the biggest predictor of weight gain was whether someone dieted or not. So people that, that do, that don't diet and don't restrict in that, in any, in that way tend to be at a healthier way than people that, that do, do diet. So that's one type of restriction. Next is like restricting certain food groups or certain types of food. So whether so that could be low carb, you know, low fat, vegan, like only being plant based, not having any processed foods, putting sugar, those types of things. And then there's also um, the third type of restriction we can have is around timing. So where we, which is like where the intermittent fasting piece comes in, and so. So those three things um, in themselves can either be tools that we use that are helpful and help us get to our goals or they can be, be, be tools that block us and, and make it harder for us to get to our goals. If you think of a hammer, like a hammer is a hammer and you can use it to build a house <laughs> or you can also use it to, to you know, to bash someone, <laughs> bash someone. So it's the same with restriction. It's like it's the context and how are we using it that really determines the impact it has on us. So we think about it in terms of positive and negative. So really the what it comes down to, it's like how you're thinking and feeling about the restriction, about the boundary or the limit that you're putting on determines whether it has a negative impact or a positive impact. So negative restriction, you know you're in negative restriction where it feels bad, like it, it feels hard and you can't stick to it and you're feeling deprived and you want it makes you want to rebel um, and it, it, it actually makes you, like you, you're feeling hungry, like it, whether that's physical hunger and or like psychological hunger um, and generally it, like it, negative re restriction will result in weight gain because you're like in that cycle of, oh, restrict, restrict, and then overeating to compensate. So you know, like you're in that negative restriction when when it, it's basically when it's feel if it feels bad or it feels hard, then that's a sign. Hang on, this isn't isn't for me. Whereas positive restriction, it feels is 
like when it, when you have these healthy boundaries, like it feels good. It feels to use Naomi's word from this morning. It feels restorative. It feels sustainable. And generally, like when you're using like positive restriction or intentionality, it results in either like your weight being really stable or losing weight. And so you know that something's working for you when it feels good, when it feels easy to do. So if we look at examples of that, so like just from, from my life that like, so the time restriction. So I do practice, I do practice intermittent fasting, but I don't think of it in terms of intermittent, like I'm practicing intermittent fasting. I'm not like on the clock going, okay, dinner has to be over by six o'clock, you know, cause I need to stop my fast. Like it's just this like, okay, I eat, eat dinner. I don't have anything after dinner. Occasionally, like sometimes I'll have milk in my tea later, but you know, if I am having dessert, I have it at like straight after dinner. It's all part of dinner time. And then, and then I'm not having food until I have lunch the next day, but it's like, I'm not doing it. It feels easy and it actually feels positive for me to do this. So that's actually like, technically it's a form of restriction, but it's, a positive thing in my life because it feels imbalanced. Like, and I, like, I haven't eaten breakfast for like you know, years and years. I did have breakfast the other day when we were staying in town because uh, I was really, really hungry at breakfast time, which ha- doesn't normally happen. And, but it feels good. It feels like it's like a nice thing that I like to do. Uh, and no one else. And the other, other thing with positive restriction is that it's internally motivated. Like you're doing it because you want to, not because someone else is telling you that you should. And then, so that's one example, whereas someone else could be like, oh, um, actually, yeah, like Jen had shared in her thing, it's like she used to like skip breakfast because some health influencer had said she should be intermittent fasting and she should be having this window. And so she was doing it because she should and it felt really hard. Whereas now she's like having breakfast and when she has breakfast, she feels really good and it, she's noticed like her hunger levels for the rest of the day are imbalanced. Like, so that feels really good to her. So whereas the the intermittent fasting she was kind of eating the same hours as me but like how she was thinking and feeling about it completely different to my experience of it so on the surface you could say we were both restricting but hers is negative restriction in that it wasn't helping and mine like I would see it as positive and similar like with my decision my choice to like eat low carb it's like I very rarely have a lot of carbohydrate because I just feel so much like it's a choice that I make because I feel so much better when I do. And I know that it keeps my blood sugar in balance. It keeps my hormones like all that, like there's so many balances, but it's not restrictive. Be, like, so on the surface, if you look at my diet, you could go be like, oh, like what I actually eat. Oh, you know, it's really restrictive because she doesn't have bread and she doesn't have white rice and she doesn't have pasta. And like, there's all these things that I don't have, but it's not I don't ever like binge on pasta or bread or rice like occasionally because if I ever want them I will have them like so I had some bread on the weekend and like that felt good in, in balance balance for me but it's like once I was done with it, I was like okay that's good for me for bread for a while <laughs> like and so it's like it's just in this it, it feels good and feels nourishing and like I'm taking care of myself whereas if someone else is like someone else your doctor's telling you to go keto like and it feels really hard and you're really missing bread and it's driving that overeating of like you're wanting to binge on bread all the time like that's negative restriction so uh, the main takeaway from today is that it's not actually like the res- what you're how you're res- like it's not actually how you're restricting that's that is causes it to be a tool or a, or a hindrance it's how you feel about it and so it's up to you to just experiment and try things and see whether does this feel like it's helping me or not and then the other part of the 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 restrict like kind of this this spectrum is the way I like to think about it and I've been thinking about this a lot since our lesson last week is that for me I like in terms of the quantity of food I eat I think about it more on a like a weekly level and that I have this rhythm of like eating more on the weekends and eating more eating, like having my ice cream on Saturday and Sunday night. So like my weight is like on Monday morning, my weight is pretty much always up at least two pounds on Monday morning compared to what it was on Friday morning. And, but again, my thoughts aren't, oh, I'm failing and I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, you know, all this bad stuff. My thought, there is a little bit of like, oh, kind of like disappointment. I guess I do feel that, but generally it's like, yeah, cool. This is like, 
this is my rhythm and this is normal and it's like great and I noticed that like during on Mondays my naturally my appetite isn't as big so I intentionally serve myself less I intentionally eat less on a Monday and then by Tuesday or Wednesday the weight is back to where it was on Friday because I've like I I've um I've yeah balanced out so I don't so so you could look at what I eat on Monday and think oh you know, she's restricting because like the actual amount of food I'm eating is, is a lot less than, than on the other days, but the feeling isn't one of restriction. So it's not like, so it's, it's actually, it's just me balancing, it's finding, finding that balancing out the, the indulgence from the weekend weekend. And it's part of my rhythm and it feels really good. So I wanted to share that just to say that sometimes we, can, when we're on a weight loss journey we can see any weight gain is bad and when we do that it's actually it limits us and actually thinking about it in the bigger picture thinking about it in on a weekly basis or even maybe like more on a longer t- term basis and actually seeing actually I want to have these rhythms of oh yeah there's some days where I eat more and then I naturally eat less and I intentionally eat less and just having that flow can be a really nice way to live but it's really if that feels good to you great but if it doesn't feel good to you of course you don't have to uh, but just wanted to throw that in as an option that that seeing some some weight gain during the week can be can be intentional but what is not helpful is if you have those say saturday and sunday i um you know eat, do my usual you know eat eat more on my and have my ice cream and all that but then on monday if i was if my thought was oh i don't want to restrict so then i'm still eating bigger meals and I'm not listening to my body and I'm eating more than my body needs on Mondays, Mondays, then it's that, that, that's when it becomes like harder to shift the weight because I'm overeating on my, on that Monday when my body doesn't really need it. And that's just, it's a form of like not listening to your body. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to say like, if you do want to get into that rhythm of like having days where you do eat, eat more, that it's it's really important then to balance that out and to just like not in a punitive way but in this, this intentional loving way of yeah like some days it's going to be like from Naomi's words like some days it's going to be restorative to eat less and actually enjoy those days that are less food focused and not feel like you're missing out and that's part of this this rhythm of finding that balance and being naturally healthy so um yeah, so that's the, the kind of crux, crux of positive. So basically, you know, the end of the day, positive restriction is just being intentional because being intentional is setting some boundaries, not letting your inner two-year-old decide without, so it's setting some boundaries, so setting some limits, setting some restriction, uh, but from this, this, this place of it being in alignment with what you really want and being, it, being, being positive. Um, Yes. So, and then in terms of like how to how to do positive restriction, it's it's all the things that we talk about. Really, it's, it's any way that you're bringing any intentionality into the into your eating experience, whether that's you know setting an intention before you start start eating of like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to have some cookies or I'm going to have brownie tonight today tonight and the dinner for dessert and I'm going to just I'm going to have one I'm going to have a half of one or whatever it it is so like setting intentions around quantity before you start eating can be really helpful particularly for sugar and alcohol Um, having that regular meal schedule that that can be a really beautiful way to add this intentionality having a daily practice where you're thinking through your day is another way to add that intentionality Um, yeah and just you know experimenting and, and seeing how you go so I guess, yeah, the key takeaway is, yeah, not all restriction is bad. Having boundaries around indulgences, particularly around sugar, yeah, allows us to have this best of both worlds where we're having enjoyment without the negative. negative. So, yeah, and just coach yourself. If you notice this, oh, I don't want to restrict, thought comes up, like coach yourself and remind yourself, like, no, I don't want to restrict and negatively restrict, but I do want it, but it is important for me to be intentional. So curious to see... Um, what you guys think does anyone have any thoughts any questions oh great deb's joined us um or you do like no jules all restriction is bad like totally <laughs> like is anyone freaking out like what's going on 
Um, I so I I I like what you said, especially about the weight. Like some days you're going to eat more, and then like you you know it can balance out. And um, and if like say I've had a meal, like I just tonight I cooked dinner, and I was like portioning things out for cooking while I was talking to a friend, and I wasn't paying attention, and I like made too much, and I ate too much, and I was like, oh damn, and, and it doesn't feel very good. But like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, right. Well, I won't need as much food tomorrow. Like that's, it's just, and maybe I will, like, and I just can gauge it then, but, um, yeah, yeah. And not just like being like, not a big everything. deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like that. Or that, like on weekends, if you have like a treat and you know, like it's gonna, you know, it doesn't have to all be the same every day. Yes. Like yeah. Like having that rhythm. So good, Melissa. Yeah. And cool. And also like, and also then, like then there's less pressure to get it right every single day hey because it's like oh yeah cool this is just the rhythm of my eating like, yes as you were talking I was like oh like I okay like it's okay it's I want to take in this information like that that was too much and I don't feel very good and that's good information to have and also I didn't ruin everything like it's okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love that. So you're seeing it as, oh, this was just good, good information. Like that was a lesson. It was a good lesson for me. It's like, yeah, maybe next time I'm talking to my friend, I'm like, just need to remember, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> just wait till I finish the conversation before I stroke myself out the food. Like, or maybe not. Like it's like cool either way. Like, so, so, yeah, I love that. That feels easy. Hey, like it's feeling, feeling imbalanced. Yay. Oh, okay. Um, did anyone else have any thoughts or um, or concerns around this idea of of, of positive? Yeah, research? I. I Anita, guess yeah, tell me, tell me. I re if this really resonated, I'm sitting here making marmalade for my aunt as part oh. of this cookbook. Oh, I love and this project, Anitra. It's so fun. Well, it's got negative consequences on my hips, so I'm navigating that because it's the real life female pleasing everybody cooking to fulfill it but then eating it and I had my thought for the day this morning was I am in charge no one Ooh. else is in charge and I so listening to your positive you know restriction that's exactly the same concept I am in charge of this journey and I need to make it work for me that makes sense so yeah, yeah this totally. really resonated this morning yeah and also like feeling empowered of us like I'm in charge I love that thought for like yeah like using it from that to fuel you of like and like yeah like I can do this is like, like the kind of thought behind that Anitra so 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 great and I think so with that with like with the cookbook project it's really comes down to like being intentional with like before you start making marmalade, just thinking it through, like, how do I want my day of making marmalade to go? Like, do I want to be having little tastes all day? Or like, or do I want to like, just be, you know, only taste it when I am at towards the end, or do I want to wait till it's in the jar before I have some, like, um, and just setting those intentions, like has a huge impact on how, how many little bites you have during the day. Do you, do you feel like you, like yes. you you've had that experience, Anitra? Yes, because it went pear-shaped yesterday because I made these cookies and I I deliberately, I had some success, I made half the batch and then it was still huge. So then I froze two logs because I went right. But then I had too much while watching TVs. Well, you know, I had more than the one. And then, my, you know, my kids are having dinner tonight before they go to Nepal for three weeks. Oh, I've made wow. it cheese log and I just want to taste it rather than so so intentional is a good word and it's actually my word here but oh I love that I think I think it needs to be more succinct and more you know forceful so that's where in charge, in charge um is designed to try and get those sneaky thoughts away or yeah. to bring those thoughts to the forefront. So the, you know, yes, I unintentionally served myself too much because I was distracted or 
I was thinking about what I'm going to do today instead of sitting down and thinking about my daily practice and applying my fork. The yeah, we we're the captain of the ship, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense, Anitra. Yeah, yeah. And just and remembering like it feels so good to be intentional. Like it feels so good to um to to be that captain of the ship. I love it. Such a good like imagery. Yeah. yeah so Nature with the, with the cookie, with the cookies from yesterday. So is there anything like so like it's like good information to know. Like looking back now, is there anything that you'd do differently if like next time you're in that situation? I would probably sit down and make a ceremony of trying half a cookie. Right. And and really enjoying it and and then noting that enjoyment and then going, okay, well, what am I going to do for the rest? And handing them on. Yeah, you know, right. Um, so you were that's getting them out of the house, giving them to someone else, putting them in the freezer, you know what I mean. Yeah, amazing. So, so, so not feel guilty about it as other people, and I've learned that by listening to other people, thank you, but them as a treat I don't like the word treat but thinking that it, it's almost like you've got food that makes you feel better so you have more of that and other food doesn't fuel your body the same way so it's occasional food yeah it's not restrictive food it's just occasional food because it doesn't help our body become strong um yeah yeah, to, cool. So that feels it's, good. I'm just trying to. That way, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. It's working out how to frame it, isn't it? And that's obviously different for everyone. And you know, this disordered eating concept has influenced all our lives. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, and of course, like, and we're yeah, we're all swimming in that water. So yeah, that's okay. Like, we can find find our own way. Like, we can steer our own ships. The nature to use your metaphor. Yes, so thank you. This has yeah. been really good this morning. Amazing, amazing. That's fun. Keep up the great work with the cookbook, Anitra. It's so fun. Um, it's funny. It's a work in progress. I bet. <laughs> yeah, thank great. You. Okay, did anyone else have any insights you wanted to share or does anyone have a tiny win they'd like to share with the group this week? Well, I, I know you do have tiny wins, but it's like would you like to share them in the group? You're welcome to type in the chat not judith i am curious to see how your experiment went with the um with the 9 p.m supper would you feel, feel okay with sharing yeah sure um it went okay until last night um so monday yeah so i had six was it five five good nights where it worked and then last night we um we actually went to some of paul's family for dinner but i mean it wasn't dinner it was like well, what I would call high tea. We ate at 5.30 and then had two hours drive and got home. And I'd eaten a big meal there because I wanted to eat. It was a celebration and, you know, I just, I wanted to be normal. So yeah, I, ate, I ate some of everything. And then I was exhausted. So I just went, I went to bed and about one o'clock in the morning, I woke up <laughs> I went to the fridge and I microwaved um, some lasagna, some vegan lasagna I'd made the day before. So I woke up this morning feeling like back to square one. You know, oh, it's, not normal. it's not normal to eat, you know, lasagna at, at one o'clock in the morning unless you're working a night shift. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm okay about it today. I'm going to, you know, so. Yeah, cool. So notice, Judith, like, First of all, Judith, let's celebrate like that you did that experiment of having supper at nine o'clock and that was working really well all those days. But like, I, was still having, I was still having dinner with Paul at like yeah, six. Yeah, cool. But then but you, you were being intentional yeah. about you having your, your supper rather than it being yeah. like, oh, I'm snacking, snacking, snacking all evening. You're like, no, I'm having my nine o'clock supper and that's for me and great. So yeah. first of all, like feel really good. If, like that's that, like we could count that experiment as a success. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I was, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to say, you know, it was great, but 
Yeah, I, I shot myself in the foot last night. No, no, because the thing is that last night wasn't a normal night, so it doesn't count. Last night isn't, like, part of the experiment. When I eat out of my pattern or I eat too much or still when when I eat what I think are bad foods, that it just causes me to overeat. It should make me be like you on a Monday and say, okay, <laughs> I don't need to eat so much today. But no, just yeah, breaking the yeah. The rules and it still triggers me to 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 eat but I'm, I'm looking on I'm looking on the positive side of everything I'm trying to anyway yeah. so I'm um, like five days straight of doing the journaling and I'm on day 20 of the feelings challenge oh my goodness so, do you just like like ticking goals everywhere yeah my tiny wins yeah, yeah. look at you yeah and so, and like, I love that you, you're, and you're coaching yourself as well, Judith, like you're like, okay. And you set that intention of like, I'm going to this event and I like, I just want to have a little, I want to have some of everything. I want to eat like a normal person. So you set that intention and you did it. Like let yourself feel really good about that as well. And, and with the, like the midnight, 1am lasagna, um, actually I won't go into that story. There's a funny YouTube that my kids are watching. <laughs> I could go rabbit hole that I'll go down, but I won't. But like, let you like, yes, like, yeah, like it would be like, yeah, having lasagna at one a.m. probably isn't the greatest, but it's also like not so bad. Like, it just, I wouldn't. That doesn't mean that you like, because your brain wants to you tell you that oh, I'm, because I did this once, I'm back to square one, and that feels yeah. really demotivating. When you if you go, oh yeah, like I'm just riding this bike and I just like had a bit of a wobble and like, you know, yeah. And then, and it's like, so it's not like I've completely forgotten everything I learned about riding bikes. I've just had this little wobble with the lasagna. So now I just get back on the bike. No, I remember I actually had to bake all day yesterday to take with me. So that may have triggered. I mean, I didn't, I didn't eat while I was making the stuff, but I was around sugar and chocolate and fat all day. Yeah. And then the thing that worries me is that you make it sound simple as if, you know, I, set this intention I was going to try everything but when I really think about it it's hard yeah but when I really think about it I think maybe I felt like I had to eat some of everything because somebody had gone to so much effort to make all the food and I'm a pleaser and therefore I felt like I had to maybe I don't know yeah of course and of course like that's things like that are going to come up Judith and that's okay like yeah like yeah like there's definitely been times where I've eaten to please other people I've like finished it off because I wanted them to know how much I enjoyed it and so it's not like it's not like I came out of like I've been working on this for like years and years and years right and so like I, I guess and that's one of the things like I, when I talk about it I make it sound really easy but maybe I should be also setting that real expectation that sometimes it's hard to set an intention and to stick to it. and sometimes it's hard to be in a different way and that's okay like we can do hard things like is the is the way I know, but I'm sure. eat in a vacuum it would be a lot easier to not <laughs> yeah but it'd also be like i'm in space i'm just eating in a vacuum like yeah yes it would be easier but it would also you know there'd be bits that you miss out on as well by not having both the social interactions and yeah. let's remember like food is more than just about yes, my bodies yeah it's like that connection and the celebration and all the things. So, like, you're doing amazingly well, Judith. Like, you, like, and and the other thing is, like, remember, like, of course, it's there's going to be things that trigger, trigger when we've been in like, like restriction mode all our lives. So, it's like, like, just ex- set that expectation with yourself of like, yeah, I'm going to be wobbly on this bike from time to time, and it's like that's just a sign to keep going. It's not a sign to quit. Like. And like, just set that expectation with yourself of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, like there's still times where like I set the intention that I'm going to bake without tasting any of the mixture. And then I'm ending up like spooning, shoveling it in. Like, it's like that, that happens. But, and it's like the stories that we tell ourselves, like the meaning that we attribute to those things. Like, do we see it as a lesson to learn from and move on? 
and like that's that's always available to us regardless of what happens so I'm so like so happy for you Judith like this is so great like you like let yourself feel really good that you're like making like all that progress and setting intentions and finding a, a an eating rhythm that works for you like this is huge thank you yeah keep up the amazing work Judith okay and um Deb, I did want to check in with you to see how you've been. I'm just put you on the spot here, Deb. Um, how you've been going with your experiments about after dinner? Sn snacking. Are you able to chat, Deb? Yeah. Uh, well, I'd say I've been doing better with reducing snacking, but my weight's still going up and down around the same point um instead of shifting to different spot to reverberate around <laughs> so anyway, yeah right um, okay i don't know um and sometimes like i just get well what like the other night i fell asleep i didn't intend to fall asleep but i fell asleep i probably slept a couple of hours then I woke up and I was doing some things and then I got real hungry. So I ate some things. And I also have been thinking that part of the, you know, I don't really, a lot of times I don't eat my first meal of the day until two o'clock. So if I don't eat until two o'clock, then maybe that's part of the problem that then, you know, maybe I'm just kind of shifting the pattern to later as well. And the other thing I've been you know, paying, I guess, paying more attention. I don't, I've been trying to look at different ways to bring more protein into my diet with different things like Greek yogurt and um, cottage cheese as, uh, you know, and just try to bring up some varied things because I think I had kind of gotten away from the uh, Amazing. So th th that's what I think, uh, but doesn't, I haven't really had any like, resounding success i'm not like your other students who have it all together it seems but <laughs> okay deb anyway, I, love, I... I love it i love it so like yeah so um first of all deb like you just had judith like coaching and like you know she had the like 1am lasagna like like nobody ever it's so funny like when we're in coaching groups like these and i do this myself in like a business coaching group we compare ourselves to everyone else and we think that everyone else has got it all together and that we're the only one that's, that is struggling. It's like so funny that human brains do that. So that feeling that you have, Deb, like that's completely normal to have that feel like everyone else has got it together. And and I just want you to just really take this on board that that's not like we're all struggling. And actually, um, I don't know if you were on the call when I shared um, um Jen's Jen's um post of the week prize but she said the biggest thing that she's got from NHC has made me feel so much less alone in my struggles and like I was the only person who just couldn't figure it out so she's shared that like that's that's true for her so she, so that feeling that you have of like everyone else is doing so much better than me like lots of people have that that feeling and it also that it happens like there'll be different times. So that's one of the nice things about group coaching is that we'll be going along and like someone might be having a phase of doing, going really well, but then like, and someone else might not be, but you're like, you know, you, it's never that you just like are always going really well all the time. Like that's unrealistic. Like that doesn't help us to, to have that expectation. So it's going to feel wobbly and that's okay. So so, yeah, it is nice to hear both sides. The yeah, you know, where yeah. a lot of times, you know, somebody else is describing the things that they struggle with, and I think, well, that's the same stuff I struggle with. So it is like the post of the week said that it's good to know that you're not the only one that's 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 struggling, and and I. I've I've seen that in other areas of life, it helps a lot to know that you're not that it's not just you that that um, 
you know, it's not just, you're not the only failure on the, on the planet earth, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing to remember, Deb, is that, that I find really helpful is to remember that the only time I really fail is if I stop trying. Like, so every other thing that I try that doesn't work, it's just an opportunity for me to learn. So like that thought that there is no failing, only learning, I find really helpful when I'm in that struggle spot. It's like, okay, I just need to see what the lesson is and and move on and 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 like and keep trying, knowing that like if I keep trying enough, I will get there. Okay. I'm glad yeah. you believe that. Yeah. I, I'm still struggling to make that yeah. my belief. Yeah, and that's okay, Deb. Like you don't have to you don't have to have that rock solid belief. And then the other thing, Deb, is I want you to notice that your brain's going, okay, I haven't seen like amazing like progress on the scale, so therefore nothing's working, right? And which is totally understandable as well. <laughs> well, and so, so I want just want to remind you, like, so last time we spoke, like your weight was going up, right? And it was heading like in that wrong direction. So by doing this experiment of being more intentional in the evenings, You've bought that. You've bought that. That you've turned that that around, and that's actually a huge thing to do. So, I want you to let yourself feel really good about that, Deb. That you've made. You've started being more intentional in the evenings, and yeah, of course, like you want it. If you you would want the scale to be going down more, but what you're doing, like, give yourself some credit for it. Let yourself feel good at that you've changed that trajectory. You've got it back heading closer to the direction that you want it to be. And that's actually something to celebrate. Like, because, and the reason for this is like, of course, your brain's being a normal human brain and looking for the negative. And so we, we want to be looking for that positive and finding that positive. So, can you, can you let yourself feel a little bit good about that, Deb? Yeah, I can uh, try to look at it from a more positive perspective. It helps to have you restate, <laughs> restate it. That- because I don't tend to, well, I guess it's kind of normal human tendency. I tend to see all the negative things about myself rather than the positive things. Every once in a while I can notice the positive things, but generally it's not that way. Yeah, and that's why it's like like we're all the same, same devs. That's why it's so helpful to have a coach to like point these things out to us. So, um, Okay, so I guess the next step, Deb, is to think about like what would you like your next experiment to be? Like, do you think it's you mentioned like increasing protein or potentially having like earlier lunch, or do you think like focusing on this your your evening routine would be more beneficial? Well, I think I am going to continue to try to focus on my evening routine and not amazing, but I, I but I. I had noticed quite a while ago, like I actually been tracking my weight forever. Not that it's really made a difference, but I track my weight daily, but then I track I, every week I track it as well. So I pay more attention to what's uh, the that, yep. versus than the daily trend because the, the daily trend, there's a lot of fluctuation, which is rather meaningless. Um, so anyway, um, in my spreadsheet where I'm tracking it, I had written, you know, when I, when I don't, when I delay eating too long, then a lot of times I end up eating junk food at night, not, not just eating at night, but eating junk food at night. So yeah, I I guess I need to try and push my first meal of the day back closer to noon and make a real effort to do that rather than just kind of getting busy with everything else and delaying it. Because I think if I can do that, that will help me to it'll help me better uh, nighttime snacking under control as well as beefing up the protein content at more consistently. And and maybe and try for I'm going to try add more fiber as well. My I just went to the doctor who counseled me to add more fiber to my diet. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do to make that happen, but 
Oh, okay. So one thing that I do every day, Deb, um, and because you mentioned you like yogurt, so I have flax seeds every day, like um, to for that specific like reason to get fiber. So if you are you, would you feel okay with experimenting with flax seeds or or chia yeah, seeds can, or one of those things? In my um, in the yogurt because the chia seed is I've I've been using chia. Well, I've been kind of doing like yogurt with oatmeal with a muesli and then I've added some chia seeds to it for Amazing. addition but I could put usually when I do a smoothie I put both flax and chia in but I can put flax in my yogurt mix up as well that's Amazing. a good idea thank you yeah amazing job oh and I just noticed the time so if anyone needs to go please do um have a great week I'm looking forward to seeing your tiny wins in in the in the group this week and um, yeah, so call will be same time, same time next week, and it'll be a surprise. Um, yeah, so okay, that's great, that's great, Deb. And I guess yeah, if you're if you feel comfortable doing both, like focusing on on having like being more intentional with your lunches and prioritizing that, and also being intentional with your evening routine, then then do both. Like if that would, does that feel good to to have a week where you're taking on two things, or does it feel too much? I, I lost I lost my internet connection. I heard you say if you and then oh, it right. dropped mm-hmm. out. Okay, so um, yeah, so we were just talking about like a few different options for what to focus on this week. So, do you feel like like doing the lunch thing and being intentional with your evening routine and adding in the the fiber is is that going to be too much, too many things to do this week? Would you, or, or does it feel, does it, do you feel like you'd like to take on a few different things? Well, I, I, I've been trying to add more protein more than fiber, but um, I mean that if I'm going to, I actually, I'm going, I'm going out of town on Thursday for a while. So I probably won't be eating that meal while I'm out of town, but I mean, I can just mix and mix flaxseed in my in the yogurt oatmeal mix. That's not a problem. Okay. I mean, to add additional, I I don't know what other I you know, like he said, use Metamucil if you need to, or more fruit. But um, the flaxseeds so are so much easier because it's just like it's just at a next and don't um just gradually increase. Don't go straight to too much. Just that that can cause cause problems cause problems as well yeah but just like every every day add a little a teaspoon extra until you feel like you're at a good good level okay yeah, yeah. i'll try that yeah so i i think yeah that's enough on my plate to to try Great. and wrestle <laughs> wrestle around but yeah awesome debbie like you're so close like we'll keep going it's the <laughs> to take away and actually so deb did you because you went on the call last week but did you um did you see like loreen had um done a post in the group and i she won post of the week prize for it where she'd actually shared her experience about nighttime eating did you hear that or see that well, I listened. I listened to it. Yeah, I, my granddaughters had basketball games last Monday, so I couldn't. I couldn't make it. But yeah, I did listen to it. And I heard you speak about that, and I. I just need to get back on circle when I get some time to look at it. That was yeah, really not, kind. Of reach out to me like that. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure that you, you'd heard. And for anyone that's listening to this, like Lorraine had posted in the group, like that for her like after dinner snacking used to be a big thing so what she's done is um like intentionally like she's like literally eat any um I literally eat anything I want during the day do need to work though on being more intentional here but then often I realize when I sit down to dinner I don't need as much this makes me naturally eat less my big and she's in slash only intention has been to not eat after supper is over she said right after I set supper I give my youngest a bath and brush my teeth 
I have a big chunk of weight that I've wanted to lose already just by doing this. So, so like just by setting that one intention to not eat after dinner, it's had a significant impact on her and she's just been eating whatever during the day. Um, and because I ate whatever I want as much as I wanted during the day, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. So she's feeling satisfied. Um, so you can do it. Also, we have dessert almost every day, which I consider part of supper. I sometimes choose not to have it because I'm satisfied, but I let myself have it anytime I want to. So she was a, another dessert, the dessert person. So I think hearing other people's stories of things that are working for them can be really helpful. Um, Debs, I just wanted to make sure you'd, you'd heard that. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Yeah, it was successful. So I had someone blaze the trail, so I should be able to Yeah, follow. yeah, exactly. I love that thought. Amazing. I'll look forward to hearing how you get on, Deb. All right. Keep us, keep us posted. And um, Tracy, I haven't heard from you today. Just wanted to quick check in. And how are you going? Um, actually doing really well. I had an epic meltdown Tuesday night about a class I was taking. And ordinarily, I would stress eat after that. Um, I decided that I didn't need to eat anything, um, didn't need to have any chocolate chips or anything. Um, but I did tell myself that I could have a beer. So I had a beer. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then thought about it overnight and got up in the morning and dropped the class and feel a lot better. Amazing. I love it, Tracy. So I didn't stuff down the feelings with food like mm -hmm. I usually do. Yeah, so you, like you're able to handle that negative emotion in a really intentional way and get a good good decision so you're not going to put yourself in that, that stressful situation in the future. I love it, Tracy. So good. Yeah. Well done. Being captain of your ship, as Anitra would say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there anything you, that you wanted to coach on? Is there anything that's feeling hard for you at the moment, Tracy? Um, not that I can think of right at the moment, because that's usually the big thing for me is the emotional eating and getting stressed out and turning to just, you know, stuffing down my feelings with um, typically something sweet. And I actually, in that moment that I was completely stressed out, I told myself, you don't need to eat anything right now. It's okay. And went, go ahead, you know, have a beer, sit down, have a beer, relax. It's going to be fine. And then thought about it overnight and got up the next morning and went ahead and decided to drop the class. So yeah, let yourself feel really good about that self-coaching. Like, that those thoughts in your head were what caused you to be able to do that, Tracy. So that's amazing. Like let yourself feel really good about that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Keep up the amazing work, Tracy. Okay. Hey, have a fantastic week, everyone. I look forward you to too. seeing you guys next week. Bye.